Hare Krishna. Welcome to this episode, part 4 of the Glories of Lord Nityananda, reading from the 5th chapter of the Adalila of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, we will be continuing our reading from the middle of the purport of 5.41 of Adalila. So, first we will say our prayers and jump straight into that purport. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Agyanatimirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupahakadama Hemdadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So we are reading actually from the we have stopped halfway through the purport of Chaitanya Charitamrita Adalila 5.41. We need to be reading from here. But um, we'll just chant the verse that is in question, which is 8. I think this was Sankarshanam. <clears throat> 1.8 of Adalila. This is the verse about Sankarshan. So, because Nityananda Prabhu is the source of Sankarshan in the spiritual world and in the material world, Karanadakashaya Vishnu, Garbhodakashaya Vishnu, Kshirodakashaya Vishnu and also Shesha, Ananta Shesha. So, all these um, are his expansions. So, this particular verse is about Sankarshan in the spiritual world and going through the explanation of the position of Lord Sankarshan, we have been reading very uh, in, in great detail um, the truths about Lord Sankarshan and also um, Prabhupada has given a detailed, I mean, not one but many purports, uh, especially a few of them, are very detailed in how the Mayavadis misinterpret this Sankarshan principle and how the Vaishnava explanation is. So, we will chant this verse. The explanation of which we are actually studying, and then we will jump straight into that 5.41 purport. Right? Maya tite vyapi vaikuntha loke 
पूर्णश्वे श्रीचतुर्व्यूहमध्ये यस्योद्भातिसंकर्षणाख्यम तम श्रीनिनंदम प्रपद्ये I surrender unto the lotus feet of Sri Nityananda Ram, who is known as Sankarshan in the midst of the Chaturvyuha, consisting of Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna, and Aniruddha. He possesses full opulences and resides in Vaikuntaloka, far beyond the material creation. And this verse is from the diary of Swarupdhamadar Goswami, the closest associate of Lord Chaitanya. All right, so I'm going to. continue from this halfway point around halfway point a little over halfway into this purport of 5.41 if you want the text before this uh, please refer to the previous class part 3 this is part 4 okay so this paragraph i have read the in the previous session but i'll read again because that is setting the context for the rest of the purport so just a short recap before this in this purport was the vaishnava refutations by the vaishnava acharyas um of the shankaracharya's misinterpretation of the vedanta sutra especially the sutras 42 to 45 um shankaracharya had twisted the interpretation and wrote in his own way and the vaishnava explanation explanations for these are Uh, were explained until now now the pancharatra shastras you see the last line of this paragraph how the mayavadis have misrepresented the pancharatrika vidhi will be shown below so just a short introduction what is pancharatra shastras is there in this paragraph and we'll read from here so the scriptures known as the pancha Pancharatra shastras are recognized Vedic scriptures that have been accepted by the great acharyas. These scriptures are not products of the modes of passion and ignorance. Learned scholars and brahmanas therefore always refer to them as satvata samhitas. The original speaker of these scriptures is Narayana, the supreme personality of Godhead. This is especially mentioned in the Moksha Dharma, 349th chapter, 68th verse. which is a part of the shanti parva of the mahabharat liberated sages like narada and vyasa who are free from the four defects of conditioned souls are the propagators of the of these scriptures so narayana is the original speaker of the satvata samhitas so narada and liberated sages like narada and vyasa are the free from the four defects of the conditioned souls and they are the propagators of the scripture so what are the four defects of the conditioned souls these should be on your fingertips right now cc adi 286 brahma pramad vipralipsa karana patav arsha vigya vakya nahi dosha e sab mistakes illusions cheating and defective perception these are the four defects mistakes illusions cheating and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages and also doesn't occur occur in the lord which is stated in 7th chapter 107th verse so these two these should be at your fingertips right now we have quoted this many times 
ब्रह्म प्रमाद विप्रलिप्सा करना पाठव ईश्वरेर वाक्य ना ही दोषाये सब दादो वर्स वर्स the first line is the same and then आर्शविज्ञा वाक्य ना ही here ईश्वरेर वाक्य ना ही so ईश्वर means the Lord आर्शविज्ञा means the liberated sages the material defects of mistakes, illusions, cheating and sensory inefficiency do not exist in the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, when Krishna speaks or when his pure devotees speak, they are not defective. So, the Pancharatra, Sri Narad Muni is the original speaker of the Pancharatra Shastra. Srimad Bhagavatam is also considered a Satvata Samhita. Indeed, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu declared Srimad Bhagavatam Purana Mamalam. Srimad Bhagavatam is a spotless Purana. Uh, Vidvams Chakre Satvata Samhitam 177. We have seen that in the previous session. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is a spotless Purana. Malicious editors and scholars who attempt to misrepresent the Panchara, Pancharatra Shastras to refute their regulations are most abominable. This is especially from the Shankaracharya, Shankarite school. They misinterpret the Pancharatra Shastras <clears throat> and try to refute the regulations. And here it is said that they are most abominable. In the modern age, such malicious scholars have even commented misleadingly upon the Bhagavad Gita, which was spoken by Krishna to prove that there is no Krishna. So, this is the foolishness of the uh, Mayavadis. They try to say that there is no Krishna. But they try to prove those, prove that there is no Krishna from the words of Krishna. How the Mayavadis <coughs> have misrepresented the Pancharatrika Vidhi will be shown below. So, this is where we need to start for today. 1. In commenting on Vedanta Sutra 2.2.42, Sripad Shankaracharya has claimed that Sankarsana is a jiva, an ordinary living entity. But there is no evidence in any Vedic scripture that devotees of the Lord have ever said that Sankarsana is an ordinary living entity. He is an infallible plenary expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the Vishnu category and he is beyond the creation of material nature. He is the original source of the living entities. The Upanishads declare Nityo Nityanam Chaitanas Chaitananam. He is the supreme living entity among all the living entities. Therefore, he is Vibhu Chaitanya, the greatest. He is directly the cause of the cosmic manifestation and the infinitesimal living beings. So, there are two things. Pradhana Purusheshwarat. You know? Pradhana, the material nature, and the Purusha, which is the living entity. Ishvara, he is the lord of both. <coughs> I think um, we have seen that. You know that was Pradhana Purusheshwarat. Nanyatramad Bhagavataha Pradhana Purusheshwarat Atmanah Sarvabhutanam Bhayam Tivram Nivartate The terrible fear of birth and death can never be forsaken by anyone who resorts to any shelter other than myself. For I am the Almighty Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original source of all creation and also the supreme soul of all souls. 
ಸೊ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಪುರುಷ ಈಶ್ವರಾತ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಬೋತ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪುರುಷ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಪರ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಪರಾ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ನೇಚರ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕ್ಲಾಸಿಫೈಡ್ ಎಸ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ವಿ ಆರ್ ನಾಟ್ ಪುರುಷ ಪುರುಷ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ದೋಸ್ ಎನರ್ಜೀಸ್ ಸೊ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಒರಿಜಿನಲ್ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಬಟ್ ವಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟೇಕನ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಫಾಲ್ಸ್ ರೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಪುರುಷ ಟ್ರೈಂಗ್ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದ ಅಪರಾ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಅಮಂಗ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೂ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿಸ್ ಪರಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಪರಾ ಪರಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಅಪರಾ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಕನ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಏಟ್ ಇಂಗ್ರೀಡಿಯಂಟ್ಸ್ ಭೂಮಿ ಅಪ ಭೂನಿರ್ ಭೂಮಿರ ಅಪ ಅನಲೋ ವಾಯುರ್ ಖಂ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮನ್ ಮನ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಅಹಂಕಾರ ಸೊ ದೀಸ್ ಏಟ್ ಆರ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎನರ್ಜೀಸ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಟುಗೆದರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಫೋರ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ನಾವು ದಿಸ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಫೈವ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಸ್ ದ ಪರಾಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಜೀವಭೂತಾಂ ಮಹಾಬಾಹೋ ಯಯೇದಂ ಧಾರ್ಯತೆ ಜಗತ್ ಸೊ ದೇ ಆರ್ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಸೊ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಪರಾಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ದ್ಯಾನ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ವಿ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಲಾಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಓವರ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಸೊ ವಿ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಬಿ ದಿ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಯೂಶ್ವಲಿ ದ ಕೇಸ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ದ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ವಾಂಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ಪ್ರಿಡಾಮಿನೇಟ್ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಬೈ ನೇಚರ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಸರ್ವ್ಸ್ ದ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅ ನ್ಯಾಚುರಲ್ ಪೊಸಿಷನ್ ಸೊ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಿ ಶುಡ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಆಫ್ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಆರ್ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಎನರ್ಜೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಎನರ್ಜೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದೇರ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ಓನರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹೀ ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ದ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಬಟ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ನೆಗ್ಲೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ದಟ್ ಹೋಲ್ ಐಡಿಯಾ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಬೀನ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ವಿ ವಾಂಟೆಡ್ ಬಿ ದ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಸೊ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಷನಲ್ಲಿ ನಾಟ್ ಪಾಸಿಬಲ್ ಇನ್ ವೈಕುಂಠ ಟು ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದ ಲಾಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ದ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಕೆ ನಾಟ್ ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಸೊ ಹೀ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಅಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆನ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ದ ಫಾಲ್ಸ್ ಎಂಜಾಯರ್ ಯು ಸೀ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಪ್ಲ್ಯಾನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಹೌ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಗಿವನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ಫೀರಿಯರ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ನೌ ಹಿಯರ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಬಿ ದ ಪುರುಷ ಸೊ ಸಮಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟಿ ಈಸ್ ರೆಫರ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಇನ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸ್ಥೋಹಿ ಭುಂಕ್ತೆ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಜಾನ್ ಗುಣಾನ್ ಕಾರಣ ಗುಣಸಂಗೋಸ್ಯ ಸದಸದ್ಯೋನಿ ಜನ್ಮಸು ಸೊ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟಿ ಈಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ರೆಫರ್ ಟು ಆಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಆಲ್ದೋ ಇನ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಡಾಟ್ ಫೈವ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸಿಫೈಡ್ ಎಸ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಹಿಯರ್ ಇಸ್ ಯು ಸಿ ಪುರುಷ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ಎಂಟಿಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸ್ಥಃ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಸಿಚುವೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ಎನರ್ಜಿ ಭುಂಕ್ತೆ ಟ್ರೈಸ್ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಜಾನ್ ಗುಣಾನ್ ಹಿ ಟ್ರೈಸ್ ಟು ಎಂಜಾಯ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾ ಮೋರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಕಾರಣ ಗುಣಸಂಗಸ್ಯ ಗುಣಸಂಗೋಸ್ಯ ಸೊ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹಿ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಟ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಮೋರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಟೀರಿಯಲ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಹೀ ಗೋಸ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಸ್ಪೀಷೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಯು ನೋ ಹಿಸ್ ಇವಲ್ಯೂಷನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮೆಟೀ
he is directly the cause of the cosmic manifestation and the infinitesimal living beings he is the infinite living entity the ordinary living entities are infinitesimal so this is the difference nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam eko bahunam yo vidhati kaman so there is a singular there is a single eternal conscious living being and there are many infinite number of um, eternal conscious beings so what is the difference between the singular and in plural that singular eternal conscious being is the maintainer or the supplier of all the desires um, he fulfills the desires of all the other the rest of the infinite uh, living conscious beings who are infinitesimal in size this one singular is infinite in size and the infinite uh, souls are infinitesimal in size so vibhu chaitanya this is the lord vibhu means great anu means small so we are anu chaitanya chaitanya means consciousness so he is vibhu chaitanya the greatest he is directly the cause of the cosmic manifestation and the infinitesimal living beings he is the infinite living entity and ordinary living entities are infinitesimal therefore he is never to be considered an ordinary living being for that would be against the conclusions of the authorized scriptures the living entities are also beyond the limitations of birth and death this is the version of the vedas and it is accepted by those who follow scriptural injunctions and who have actually descended in the disciplic succession Two. In answer to Shankaracharya's commentary on Vedanta Sutra 2.2.43, it must be said that the original Vishnu of all the Vishnu categories, which are distributed in several ways, is Mula Sankarshan. <coughs> Mula means the original. Sankarshan is also Vishnu, but from him all other Vishnus expand. This is confirmed in the Brahma Samhita 5.46, wherein it is said that just as a flame transferred from one flame, sorry. just as a flame transferred from another flame acts like the original so the vishnus who emanate from mool sankarshan are as good as the original vishnu one should worship that supreme personality of godhead govinda who does expands himself deepachireva hidashantaram abhyupetya deepayate vivrta hetu samana dharma yastadrugeva hi cha vishnu taya vibhati govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami the light of one candle being communicated to other candles although it burns separately in them is the same in its quality i adore the primeval lord govinda who exhibits himself equally in the same mobile manner in his various manifestations so if with one candle you light up another candle another candle you can light up 500 1000 10000 1 million candles but all those candles will have the same burning power as the original one so like that from one the the original vishnu who is mool sankarshan all other vishnu rupas expand one should worship that supreme personality of godhead govinda who does expand himself three in reply to the commentary of shankaracharya on the 44th aphorism it may be said um that no pure devotee strictly follow the following the principles of 
Pancharatra will ever accept the statement that all the expansions of Vishnu are different identities. For this idea is completely false. Even Sripad Shankaracharya in his commentary on the 42nd aphorism has accepted that the personality of Godhead can automatically expand himself variously. Yatova imani bhutani jayante. You know, but it's also there. Um, therefore, his commentary on the 42nd aphorism and his commentary on the 44th aphorism are contradictory. It is a defect of Mayavad commentaries that they make one statement in one place and a contradictory statement in another place as a tactic to refute the Bhagavad school. Thus, Mayavadi commentators do not even follow regulative principles. It should be noted that the Bhagavad school accepts the quadruple forms of Narayana, but that does not mean that it accepts many gods. Devotees know perfectly well that the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is one without a second. They are never pantheists or worshippers of many gods, for this is against the injunctions of the, injunction of the Vedas. Devotees completely believe with strong faith that Narayana is transcendental and, is, and has inconceivable proprietorship of various transcendental potencies. We therefore recommend that scholars consult the Laghu Bhagavatamrita of Srila Rupa Goswami, where these ideas are explicitly stated. Sripad Shankaracharya has tried to prove that Vasudev, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha expand through cause and effect. He has compared them with earth and earthen pots. That is completely ignorant, however, for there is no such thing as cause and effect in their expansions. Nanyadyat sadasat param. What is that? I think uh, this is from the Ishopanishad, right? Oh, sorry, 2933. This is from the Chatushloki Bhagavatam. This is the four core verses of Srimad Bhagavatam, and this is the first, first of them. <coughs> You see, Sat Asat means cause and effect. He is, he is, um, you see, Brahma, it is I, the personality of Godhead, was existing before the creation, where there was nothing but myself. Nor was there the material nature, the cause of this creation. You see, before the cause and the effect, the Lord is already there. That means he is not part of the creation. Narayana Parovyaktat, Sankaracharya himself has said that he is beyond Avyaktat, the unmanifest material nature, the Pradhana. And now he is explaining Sankarshan as a uh, Sankarshan Pradyumna Aniruddha, Vasudeva Sankarshan Pradyumna Aniruddha has cause and effect, which is all, you know, contradictory, self-contradictory. So, why should we, we need, actually if we just read the Mayavadi commentaries, we will be bewildered, only because... Great Vaishnava Acharya, Srila Prabhupada is explaining to us, we have, we are being protected from all such misinterpretations. And of course, he has explained from the writings of Rupa Goswami in Laghu Bhagavatamrita and many others. 
the kurma puran also confirms deha dehi vibhedo yam neshvare vidyate kvachit this is actually what i was looking for in other for a totally different reason that the lord's body and soul there's no difference here it is mentioned kurma puran wow this is interesting deha dehi vibhedo yam neshvare vidyate kachit there is no difference between body and soul in the supreme personality of godhead cause and effect are material for example it is seen that a father's body is the cause of a son's body but the soul is neither cause nor effect on the spiritual platform there are none of the differences we find in cause and effect since all the forms of the supreme personality of godhead are spiritually supreme they are equally controllers of material nature standing on the fourth dimension they are predominating figures on the transcendental platform there is no trace of material contamination in their expansions because material laws cannot influence them this there is no such rule as cause and effect outside of the material world therefore the understanding of cause and effect cannot approach the full transcendental complete expansions of the supreme personality of godhead you see very nicely explained here that cause and effect these rules of cause and effect are material conceptions and they are the rules in this material world but krishna is the mayadhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam the entire material world is under his order and he is way beyond the material nature and therefore these rules don't apply to him he is never under those rules um um what is that is um ईशनमीशस्य 111:38 एतदीशनमीशस्य प्रकृतिस्थोपितद्गुणे वन 111:38 एतदीशनमीशस्य प्रकृतिस्थोपितद्गुणे नयुज्यते सदात्मस्थैर्य यथा बुद्धिस्तदाश्रया This is the divinity of the personality of Godhead. He is not affected by the qualities of material nature even though he is in contact with them. Similarly the devotees do not uh, who have taken shelter of the Lord do not become influenced by the material qualities. Even the devotees who take shelter of him do not influenced by the qualities. How can he come under the qualities? And the laws of material nature. So this is very uh, wrong idea. <clears throat> therefore the understanding of cause and effect cannot approach the full transcendental complete expansions of the supreme personality of godhead the vedic literature proves this om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate the personality of godhead is perfect and complete and because he is completely perfect all emanations from him such as this phenomenal world are perfectly equipped as complete wholes whatever is produced of the complete whole is also complete by itself because he is the complete whole even though so many complete units emanate from him he remains the complete balance this is the invocation in the shri ishopanishad but it is quoted from brihadaranyaka upanishad 5.1 fifth chapter first verse in the brihadaranyaka upanishad 
it is most apparent that non-devotees violate the rules and regulations of devotional service to equate the whole cosmic manifestation which is the external feature of Vishnu with the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is the controller of Maya or with his quadruple expansions. So equating Maya with spirit or Maya with the Lord is a sign of atheism. So if they equate the whole cosmic manifestation with Vishnu, that is atheism. See? Even the entire cosmic manifestation. The cosmic creation which manifests life in forms from Brahma to the ant is the external feature of the Supreme Lord. It comprises one-fourth of the Lord's energy as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Ekam Shena Sthito Jagat The cosmic manifestation of the illusory energy is material nature and everything within material nature is made of matter. Therefore, one should not try to compare the expansions of material nature to the Chaturvyuha, the quadruple expansions of the Personality of Godhead. But unfortunately, the Mayavadi school unreasonably attempts to do this. That's why they are called Mayavadi. Because they equate the Lord with Maya. Or they think the Lord is under Maya. Under the, under the rules of Maya. 4. To answer Shankaracharya's commentary on Vedanta Sutra 2.2.45, the substance of the transcendental qualities and their spiritual nature is described in the Lagu Bhagavata Amrita Purvakhanda 5.208 through 214 as follows. Some say that transcendence must be void of all qualities because qualities are manifested only in matter. According to them, all qualities are like temporary flickering mirages. But this is not acceptable. Since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is absolute, his qualities are non-different from him. His form, name, qualities and everything else pertaining to him are as spiritual as he is. Every qualitative expansion of the Absolute Personality of Godhead is identical with Him. <clears throat> Since the Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead is the reservoir of all pleasure, all the transcendental qualities that expand from Him are also reservoirs of pleasure. This is confirmed in the scripture known as Brahma Tarka, which states that the Supreme Lord Hari is qualified by Himself. And therefore, Vishnu and his pure devotees and their transcendental qualities cannot be different from their persons. It's very important. You see again. This is confirmed in the scripture known as Brahmatarka, which states that the Supreme Lord Hari is qualified by himself and therefore Vishnu and his pure devotees and their transcendental qualities cannot be different from their persons. That means even a pure devotee, his qualities and his person are non-different. His words and himself are non-different. So this is another proof um, why Srila Prabhupada is not dead and gone. Like what the ISKCON devotees are now saying. That posthumous Ritvik. They say we Ritviks are posthumous Ritvik. Posthumous means after the person has died. So to consider that the spiritual master has passed away. It's a huge offense. So the instruction of Prabhupada, the books of Prabhupada are non-different from him. This can only be applied to a pure devotee and a supreme lord. Whereas in the material plane, no, it, it's the same. Everything is, um, you know, 
as we see it it's different like when we miss a person when somebody dies or something he actually goes somewhere and whatever he has left behind is all material assets and it's it's all different but pure devotee and his words uh, and his quality they are non different hmm. and even his murti is non different from him this can only uh, uh, happen with a pure devotee not with anybody else and of course krishna in the vishnu puran lord vishnu is worshiped in the following words let the supreme personality of godhead be merciful toward us his existence is never inflicted by material qualities in the same vishnu puran it is also said that all the qualities attributed to the supreme lord such as knowledge opulence beauty strength and influence are known to be non different from him this is also confirmed in the padma puran which explains that whenever the supreme lord is described as having no qualities they should be understood to indicate that he is devoid of material qualities in the first chapter of shrimad bhagavatam 1.16.29 it is said o dhar <coughs> O Dharma, protector of religious principles, all noble and sublime qualities are eternally manifested in the person of Krishna, and devotees and transcendentalists who aspire to become faithful also desire to possess such transcendental qualities. Let's go to that verse. One sixteen twenty nine. It does not take me anywhere. We'll go from here. One sixteen twenty nine. Oh, twenty six through thirty five verses are together. In that, the twenty ninth, which is Ete Chanye Cha Bhagavan Nitya Yatra Mahagunaham. प्रार्थ्या महत्वच्छद्भिर्नवीयते स्म कर्चि इन हिम रिजाइड ऑल दीज क्वालिटीज एंड मेनी अदर ट्रांसनल क्वालिटीज आर इटर्नली प्रेजेंट एंड नेवर टू बी सेपरेटेड फ्रॉम हिम दैट पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड रेजवर ऑफ ऑल गुडनेस एंड ब्यूटी लॉर्ड श्री कृष्ण has now closed his transcendental pastimes on the face of the earth in his absence the age of kali has spread its influence everywhere so i'm sorry to see this condition of existence hmm it's, it's translated a bit differently hmm it is therefore to be understood that lord shri krishna the transcendental form of absolute bliss is the fountain head of all pleasurable and pleasurable transcendental qualities and inconceivable potencies in this connection we may recommend references to shrimad bhagavatam third canto chapter 26 verses 21 25 27 and 28 three 26 21 25 27 28 ಸ್ವಚ್ಛಗುಣಗವತ್ಯ ಚಿತ್ತ ತನ್ಮಹದಾತ್ಮಕ 
the mode of goodness which is the clear sober status of understanding the uh, personality of godhead and which is generally called vasudeva or consciousness becomes manifest in the mahatattva ಸಂಕರ್ಷಣಾಖ್ಯಂಪುರುಷಂಭೂತೇಂದ್ರಿಯಮನೋಮಯಂಕಾರಸೋರ್ಸ್ಕ್ಯಂಪುರುಷಂ
All Vedic literature declares that the living entities are eternal. Therefore, when it is said that Sankarshan is Jiva, this indicates that he is the predominating deity of the living entities. Similarly, Pradyumna is the predominating deity of the mind and Anuruddha is the predominating deity of the ego. It has been said that Pradyumna, the mind, was bo- produced from Sankarshan. But if Sankarshan were a living entity, this could not be accepted because the living entity cannot be the cause of the mind. The Vedic injunctions state that everything including life, mind and the senses comes from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is impossible for the mind to be produced by a living entity. For the Vedas state that everything comes from the Absolute Truth, the Supreme Lord. I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha, Aniruddha have all the potent features of the Absolute Personality of Godhead. According to the revealed scriptures, which contain undeniable facts that no one can refute. Therefore, these members of the quadruple manifestation are never to be considered ordinary living beings. Each of them is a plenary expansion of the Absolute Godhead and thus each is identical with the Supreme Lord in knowledge, opulence, energy, influence, prowess and potencies. These are the six opulences, Shadaishwarya. Hmm. Purnaishwarya Shri Chaturvyuha Madhye That is you know, the main verse of today The evidence of the Pancharatras cannot be neglected Only untrained persons who have not genuinely studied the Pancharatras Think that the Pancharatras contradict the Shrutis regarding the birth or beginning of the living entity In this connection we must accept the verdict of Srimad Bhagavatam which says the Absolute Personality of Godhead who is known as Vasudeva and who is very affectionate toward his surrendered devotees, surrendered devotees expands himself in quadruple forms who are subordinate to him and at the same time identical with him in all respects. Uh, which verse number is not quoted here? Vasudeva, affectionate. Let's try making a search. Vasudeva. Well, well, well. I don't know. Uh, we have to do some searching for that. It said that the Bhagavatam says that the Absolute Personality of Godhead who is known as Vasudeva and who is very affectionate toward his surrendered devotees expands himself in quadruple forms who are subordinate to him and at the same time identical with him in all respects. We have to find that. Bhagavatam verse. The Paushkara Samhita states the scriptures that recommend that brahmanas worship the quadruple forms of the supreme personality of godhead are called agamas authorized vedic literatures in all vaishnava literature it is said that worshiping these quadruple forms is as good as worshiping the supreme personality of godhead vasudeva who in his different expansions complete in six opulences can accept offerings from his devotees of the results of their prescribed duties 
Worshipping the expansions for pastimes such as Narasimha, Rama, Shesha and Kurma, these are called Leela Avatars, promotes one to the worship of the Sankarshan Quadruple. From that position, one is raised to the platform of worshipping Vasudeva, the Supreme Brahman. In the Paushkara Samhita, it is said, If one fully worships according to the regulative principles, one can attain the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudeva. It is to be accepted that Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are as good as Lord Vasudeva, for they all have inconceivable power and, ac- and can accept transcendental forms like Vasudeva. Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are never born, but they can manifest themselves in various incarnations before the eyes of pure devotees. This is the conclusion of all Vedic literature. That the Lord can manifest himself before his devotees by his inconceivable power is not against the teaching of the Pancharatras. Since Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are respectively the predominating deities of all living entities, the total mind and the total ego, the designation of Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha as Jiva, mind and ego are never contradictory to the statements of the scriptures. You see, again we will read that. Since Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are respectively the predominating deities of all living entities, the total mind and the total ego. Sankarshan is the predominating deity of all living entities. Uh, Pradyumna is the the predominating deity of the total mind. Hmm? And Aniruddha is the deity of the (coughs) total ego. (coughs) So, this is the problem with... So this is the actual understanding because the total mind, what is total mind? What is total ego? So let us again recap that understanding that our mind is not ours. It is given to us by Krishna. So the eight elements that constitute the material energy are the Panchabhuta, which is the earth, water, fire, air and ether uh, and the mind, intelligence and false ego. Now, we know that earth is everywhere, right? And our body is also made of earth, of course, water and air and everything. But earth is also one of the ingredients, right? So, the total earth is the entire earth. And then, our body is made from part of that earth. Similarly, water, fire, air, ether. So, similarly... The total mind, the total ego, the total intelligence is again, we are, what we have, we think uh, this is my mind, this is your mind. Actually, it's all the Lord's energy, this mind is the Lord's energy and he has invested or he has, um, uh, how to say, awarded us a portion or um, how to say like earth for example our body if we cremate it it becomes part of the earth right so that ingredients is taken from the earth and fashioned this body so similarly from that total mind he has given us this part that we have and every every living entity has this mind with him that's going around with him in whichever life he may take you see so that's why we have to understand that the total mind is that, you know, the 
the complete element of the mind ego hmm. and the jiva means the entire gamut of the entire multitude of infinite living entities and he is the lord of all of them so um since sankarshan pradyumna and anuruddha respectively the predominating deities of all living entities the total mind and the total ego the designation of sankarshan pradyumna and anuruddha as jiva mind and ego are never contradictory to the statements of the scriptures hmm. this is the proper understanding vaishnava understanding so this is the difference as sri prabhupada already mentioned in the purport earlier that the defect in the mayavadi's explanations is that they say one thing at one point and then they say another thing at another point and they both contradict each other but if you see the vaishnava explanations they will never contradict never and all the time it will be the same it's consistent all throughout whether you take the bhagavad gita or you take the bhagavatam or you take any puran or vedanta sutra anywhere the vaishnava explanations are always consistent and that is how truth should be if you know this is a this is a, a tactic that is used by interrogators you know when they interrogate you you know when the police interrogates you or the intelligence agency you know when they interrogate people this is what they check for they will ask the same questions they will ask one set of questions they will ask this and that and they will ask many other things and then again they will come back to the question that they asked in the beginning and similar questions and see whether your answer changes over time or doesn't if it's consistent throughout okay you're speaking the truth if you're changing that means you know it's not the truth you're just making things up and every time it's a different thing to suit your listening then that's how they know you're lying this is how they interrogate and <laughs> if you put that same thing to um the same method to as vaishnava as shri prabhupada has uh, shown us in this purport how they contradict themselves in one sutra the, the commentary is one one kind and the next sutra is different so he was saying that um the lord can expand into many forms in his commentary on the 22.2.42 and in 2.2.44 commentary he is saying that oh from sankarshan from vasudeva has come sankarshan from sankarshan has come anuruddha apradyumna anuruddha like that cause and effect that means they are contradicting each other and then they he considers them as separate individuals they are not the same person he says whereas in that he said he can expand into many so it's all contradicting this is not consistent so this is the thing this is the proof that they are lying but to be able to catch this one must be very expert and only a vaishnava acharya that's why ramanuja acharya i mean madhva acharya they have and even chaitanya mahaprabhu so and of course through shri prabhupad we are able to understand all these different explanations of vaishnava acharyas you see and that's how we have to understand carefully under the protection of the explanation of the vaishnava acharya we can't go and experiment with mayavad philosophy on our own and then without any protection of the vaishnava acharya because we are not on that level where we can um see through their defects only a very very experienced vaishnava uh, who is very thoroughly um, knowledgeable blessed by his spiritual master and parampara they can see this defects not you know uttamadhikari you know he can 
even madhyam in fact it is sometimes said that even uttam adhikari can fall down by hearing the mayavadi explanations they are so dangerous because lord shiva the greatest vaishnava was ordered by narayana that bewilder uh, by uh, changing the meaning of the vedas and he did it his service was so immaculate so perfectly done that any kind of advanced scholar can be misled by his explanations but anyway being blessed by the the lord the vaishnava acharyas don't fall for such explanations and we have to take shelter of those acharyas so these terms identify these deities just as the terms sky and light sometimes identify the absolute brahman sometimes we say spiritual sky but actually that's the brahman feature of the absolute truth mm. light jyoti brahma jyoti uh, it actually refers to the light of the supreme lord mm. the scriptures completely deny the birth or production of the living entity that's the basic thing we are eternal that's the first teachings of bhagavad gita also that we don't take birth or die in the parama samhita uh, it is described that material nature which is used for others purposes is factually inert and always subject to transformation the field of material nature is the arena of the activities of fruitive actors and since the material field is externally related with the supreme personality of godhead it is also eternal you know this material nature is also eternal you know that it may manifest and go unmanifest but it's always there it's never not there in its potent form it is there on it or in its um, like now visible form it is there there is the pradhan and prakriti so um it is in the parama samhita it is described that material nature which is used for others purposes in uh, is factually inert and always subject to transformation the field of material nature is the arena of the activities of fruitive actors and since the material field is externally related with the supreme personality of godhead is it is also eternal in every samhita the jiva living entity has been accepted as eternal and in the pancharatras the birth of the jiva is completely denied anything that is produced must also be annihilated therefore if we accept the birth of the living entity we also have to accept it, accept his annihilation but since the vedic literature say that the living entity is eternal one should not think the living entity one should not think the living being to be produced at a certain time in the beginning of the parama samhita it is definitely stated that the face of material nature is constantly changeable therefore beginning annihilation and all such terms are applicable only in the material nature considering all these points one should understand that shankaracharya's statement that sankarshan is born as a jiva is completely against the vedic statements his assertions are completely refuted by the above arguments in this connection the commentary of shridhar swami on shrimad bhagavatam 3.1.34 is very helpful um i don't know if it's even mentioned here अस्वस्ते भगवान्सुखम वो यत्वतामघो निरुद्ध यमनतीमशब्दी मनोमय सत्वतुरीयतम मे आई इंक्वायर वद अनुद्ध इज डूइंग वेल हि 
He is the fulfiller of all the desires of the pure devotees and has been considered from yore to be the cause of the Rig Veda, the creator of the mind and the fourth plenary expansion of Vishnu. Well, the Sridhar Swami's commentary on this verse is not really mentioned. For a detailed refutation of Shankaracharya's arguments attempting to prove Shankarshan, Shankarshan an ordinary living being, one may refer to Srimad Sudarshanacharya's commentary on the Sri Bhashya, which is known as the Shruta, pra- Shruta Prakashika. The original quadruple forms, Krishna, Baladev, Pradyumna and Aniruddha, expand into another quadruple, which is present in the Vaikuntha planets of the spiritual sky. Therefore, the quadruple forms in the spiritual sky are the second manifestation of the original quadruple in Dwarka. As explained above, Vasudeva, Sankarshan, Pradyumna and Aniruddha are all changeless, transcendental plenary expansions of the Supreme Lord who have no relation to the material modes. The Sankarshan form in the second quadruple is not only a representation of Balram but also the original cause of the causal ocean where Karanodakshaya Vishnu lies asleep, breathing out the seeds of innumerable universes. In the spiritual sky, there is a spiritual creative energy, technically called Shuddha Sattva, which is a pure spiritual energy that sustains all the Vaikuntha planets with the full opulences of knowledge, wealth, prowess, etc. All these actions of Shuddha Sattva display the potencies of Mahasankarshan, who is the ultimate reservoir of all individual living entities who are suffering in the material world. When the cosmic creation is annihilated, the living entities who are indestructible by nature rest in the body of Mahasankarshan. Sankarshan is therefore sometimes called the total Jiva. This is another reason why he is called Jiva. Because he, all the living entities merge into him at the time of material annihilation. The souls can't be annihilated. So they merge into the body of Mahasankarshan and wait for again the next uh, creation. And then they are released back into the material world. As spiritual sparks, the living entities have the tendency to be inactive in the association of the material energy, just as sparks of a fire have the tendency to be extinguished as soon as they leave the fire. The spiritual nature of the living being can be rekindled, rekindled, however, in association with the Supreme Being. Because the living being can appear either in matter or in spirit, the Jiva is called marginal potency. Sankarshan is the origin of Karana Vishnu, who is the original form who creates the universes. And that Sankarshan is but a plenary expansion of Sri Nityananda Ram. So, in this long purport, he has thoroughly established um, the supremacy of Lord Sankarshan. 5.42, what is the time now? 8.30. Taha Rame Rupa Mahasankarshan Chichakti Ashray Tinho Karaner Karan there, in the spiritual sky, the personal feature of Balram called Mahasankarshan is the shelter of the spiritual energy. He is the primary cause, the cause of all causes. Chit 
चिच्छक्ति विलास एक शुद्ध सत्व नाम शुद्ध सत्वमय जत वैकुंठाधिधाम वन वेराइटी ऑफ द पैस टाइम्स ऑफ द स्पिरिचुअल एनर्जी इज डिस्क्राइब्ड एज प्योर गुडनेस इट कंप्राइजेस ऑल द अबोर्ड्स ऑफ वैकुंठा विशुद्ध सत्व षडविधश्वरिया सकल चिन्मय संकर्षणेर विभूतिशव जहा निश्चय जानी निश्चय द सिक्स एट्रिब्यूट्स आर ऑल स्पिरिचुअल षडविध ऐश्वर्य द सिक्स ऑपुलेंसेस नो फॉर सर्टन दट दे आर ऑल मैनिफेस्टेशन ऑफ द ऑपुलेंस ऑफ संकर्षण वट आर द सिक्स एट्रिब्यूट्स आई थिंक ऑल द सिक्स ऑपुलेंसेस षडविध ऐश्वर्यता सकल चिन्मय संकर्षणेर विभूति सब जानी निश्चय जीवनाम तटस्थाख्य एक शक्ति होय महासंकर्षण शब जीवेर आश्रय देर इज वन मार्जिनल पोटेंसी नोन एज जीव महासंकर्षण इज द शेल्टर ऑफ ऑल जीवस जहाँ होयते विश्वोत्पत्ति जहाँ ते प्रलय शैपुरुषेर संकर्षण शैपुरुषेर संकर्षण समाश्रय संकर्षण इज द ओरिजिनल शेल्टर ऑफ द पुरुष From whom this world is created and in whom it is dissolved. So when we say Purusha, it is the Purusha avatars. What are the Purusha avatars? Karuna Dukshay Vishnu, Garbha Dukshay Vishnu, and Kshiro Dukshay Vishnu. Sarvashray, Sarvadhuta, Aishwarya, Apar, Ananta, Kahite, Nare, Mahima, Jahar. He, Sankarshan, is the shelter of everything. He is wonderful in every respect, and his opulences are infinite. Even Ananta cannot describe his glory. Turiya Vishuddha Sattva Sankarshana Nam Tiho Jara Amsha Se Nityananda Ram. That Sankarshan, who is transcendental pure goodness, is a partial expansion of Nityananda Balaram. अष्टम श्लोकेर कोयलो संक्षेपे विवरण अष्टम श्लोकेर कोयलो संक्षेपे विवरण नवम श्लोके श्लोकेरर्थ शुनो शुनो दियामन आई हैव ब्रीफली एक्सप्लेन द एथ वर्स नाउ प्लीज लिसन विद अटेंशन एज आई एक्सप्लेन द नाइन्थ वर्स सो द नाइन्थ वर्स इज अबाउट द कारण दशाय विष्णु माया भर्ता जांडसंघाश्रयांग शेते साक्षात्ोधिमध्ये यीकांशीपुमादिदेवस्तनंदम प्रपद्ये सो विल रीड दिस अगेन वर्ड टू वर्ड एंड देन line by line uh, please follow after me maya bharta word to word all right aja anda sangha aashraya anga shete sakshat karana ambodhi madhye कारण अंबोधिमध्ये यस्य एक अंश 
श्रीपुमान आदिदेव तम श्रीनिनंदम प्रपद्ये सो प्लीज फॉलो लाइन बाय लाइन वी विल स्प्लिट द लाइन इनटू टू सो दैट यू कैन इजीली फॉलो माया भर्ता जांड शेते साक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगाक्षात्ंगा
Hare Krishna. Just a second. Okay, we will continue. 551. Vaikuntha Bahire Jai Jyotir Mayodham Tahara Bahire Karanaranavanam. You see now where the Karanaranava. So to explain this Karanadakshaya Vishnu, first the location of Karana Ocean, where it is situated, that is explained. So, Vaikuntha Bahire, outside the Vaikuntha planets, J, Jyotirmayadham, the impersonal Brahman effulgence is there. Tahar Bahire, outside that effulgence, Karanaranavanam, an ocean called Karana. Translation, outside the Vaikuntha planets is the impersonal Brahman effulgence and beyond that effulgence is the Karana ocean or causal ocean. Purport. The impersonal glowing effulgence known as impersonal Brahman is the outer space of the Vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky. So just like we have a space, outer space here uh, in the material world, but here the outer space is all dark. But in the, you know, in the spiritual world, it is full of light. Mm. But actually, here also in the in the in the material world also, I don't understand why it is dark. Because the sun is there, lighting up the entire sky. And why is it even dark? I don't know. It's quite uh, interesting this the structure of this material world. Even great uh, scholars have not been able to completely. Uh, ascertain the exact nature of even this material world, even outer space, even the planetary systems. You know, there is actually a great uh, debate going on about the structure of Bhumandala. Is Earth even a you know globe or you know, is it a flat? There is there are so many. Um, uh, discussions that are going on in this uh, taking the references from Shastra itself so in fact it is very difficult to understand from our point of view um, but anyway we can just get an idea whether it's flat or round or wherever we have, we need to get out of here that's that much we have to understand and the method to get out is Hare Krishna Mahamantra and Krishna will take care of the rest hmm. So anyway, as much as information is given, you know, we can uh, know that much. The impersonal glowing effulgence known as the impersonal Brahman is the outer space of the Vaikuntha planets in the spiritual sky. Beyond that impersonal Brahman is the great causal ocean which lies between the material and spiritual skies. So there's a great ocean that separates the material and the spiritual skies. So how can sky be separated by an ocean? It's very hard to even imagine, right? But everything is possible for the Lord. <clears throat> Usually, even on even the ocean on this land, on the earth, 
it's a container i mean ocean is contained in land right there's land and in that there's water and that is called an ocean now if there is no land then where is this causal ocean in fact so these things are difficult for our mind to comprehend but these things are there and we have to accept it on shruti praman the shruti whatever it says even if it defies our understanding we have to accept the truth of the shruti because we cannot expect that we can understand everything if we do so then i mean tejo varim mridam vinimayo yatra trisargom risha in the first verse of the bhagavatam it is said that even the demigods are bewildered by the arrangements of you see water land and air see the first verse of bhagavatam tejo varim mridam yatha vinimayo yatra trisargom risha what is that by him even the great even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representations of water seen in fire and land seen on water hmm so even the demigods are not able to understand the, the whole situation properly what about us same the material nature is a by product of this causal ocean it is sometimes also called the viraja river or the vaitarani river uh, and sometimes it's called the karana ocean you know because this river is so vast that it is like an ocean in fact ocean is a, the the kind of ocean that we know like the pacific ocean atlantic ocean they are also vast but they are nothing in comparison to the size of the karana ocean so huge i mean just imagine this <laughs> one earth is such a small speck of dust in this universe and in that speck of on that speck of dust there is this pacific ocean which is already so large for us whereas this entire universe is just one small bubble in that karana ocean one universe i mean there are and millions and trillions of universes like this and they are coming out from the body of the mahavishnu <clears throat> and just imagine that ocean you see so that is the extent of that ocean and sometimes it is called the viraja or vaitarani river um karanadakshaya vishnu who lies on the causal ocean creates the universes merely by glancing upon material nature therefore krishna personally has nothing to do with the material creation the bhagavad krishna's expansion of expansion krishna's expansion is baladev first expansion and from him there is the quadruple expansion and then there is a second quadruple expansion from that sankarshan comes the mahavishnu and from Ma- mahavishnu the universes are coming out so it's not even krishna personally doing the creation it is his expansion of expansions he is doing you see therefore krishna personally has nothing to do with the material creation the bhagavad gita confirms that the lord glances over material nature and thus she produces the many material universes mm. 144 of bhagavad gita 
neither Krishna in Goloka nor Narayana in Vaikuntha comes directly in contact with the material creation. They are completely aloof from the material energy. It is the function of Mahasankarshan in the form of Karanodakashaya Vishnu to glance over the material creation which is situated beyond the limits of the causal ocean. Again, it is the function of Mahasankarshan in the form of Karanodakashaya Vishnu to glance over the material creation which is situated beyond the limits of the causal ocean. Hmm. So, the causal ocean is itself uh, the kind of border between the material and the spiritual worlds. So, the spiritual world is on the other side of the border, on this of this ocean or the river, and the material nature is on this side of the river or the ocean, beyond the limits of the causal ocean. Material nature is connected with the personality of Godhead by his glance over her and nothing more. It is said that she is impregnated by the energy of his glance. The material energy Maya never even touches the causal ocean. For the Lord's glance focuses upon her from a great distance away. The glancing power of the Lord agitates the entire cosmic energy and thus its actions begin at once. So this is an example of Anganiyasya Sakalendriyavritti Manti. In the Brahma Samhita, it is said that each of his senses can do the function of, can perform the function of every other sense of his body. Usually in this material world, to impregnate, one has to use one's genitals. But here the Lord, by his eyes, by his glance, he has agitated and he has produced so many bodies full of living entities in this material world. You see, he impregnated this matter Agitation means what? The glancing power of the Lord agitates the entire material energy, uh, entire cosmic energy. What is this agitation means? Matter by itself does not move. It only moves in connection with spirit. Right? What is the difference otherwise between a dead body and a living body? Now this body is living and it's moving in so many ways. This matter of, I mean, which makes up this body is agitated because of my presence, the soul. That's why this moves and everything. This is agitation. Now, the dead body, it is not agitated. It, it's still because there is no soul inside. So, when it is said that the glancing power of the Lord agitates the entire cosmic energy, that means he impregnated the material energy with the living entities which actually move this material energy. You understand the point? So that is what it means by the uh, word agitation. Just like a car for example. It is there. But when the driver comes and turns on the key, then it is agitated. Agitated means it is set into motion. Agitation means from a state of inactivity, to set it into a, a state of activity that is called agitation so the activity can only happen in connection with the soul alone material nature cannot move now you may say no i feel i see the typhoon is moving the air it is a material element it is moving without anybody pushing it 
that's our problem we think we we um, because we can't see the personality governing this air we think that air is moving without any control no you see he wants i mean he uh, the vayu you know he wants the air to move in a certain way and therefore the air moves and he also it's not that he wants he is moving it according to the directions of the supreme lord so if there are so many sinful people for example and they have to be you know some natural disasters as to act. all these natural disasters are what or there are three thi- types of sufferings adhidaivik adhibhautik adhiatmik so all these sufferings are results of our sinful actions only so when such suffering has to be um, you know given wholesale to many people then the lord orders you know a particular demigod to do that destructive act and it happens that way uh, so the glancing power of the lord agitates the entire cosmic energy and thus its actions begin at once this indicates that matter however powerful she may be has no power by herself her activity begins by the grace of the lord and then the entire cosmic creation is manifested in a systematic way the analogy of a woman's conception can help us understand this subject to a certain extent the mother is passive but the father puts his energy within the mother and thus she conceives she supplies the ingredients for the birth of the child in her womb similarly the lord activates material nature which then supplies the ingredients for cosmic development hmm? this this activation happens by injecting um the living entities just like the activation of a female happens by the injection of the living entity in the form of sperm in the case of um sexual intercourse so in that way agitated so activation happens material nature i mean, I mean just look at this bhagavad gita 144 सर्वयोनिषु कौंतेयमूर्त संभवतीयाहतासाब्रह्मीजप्रदिताजी material nature has two different phases the aspect called pradhana supplies the material ingredients for cosmic development and the aspect called maya causes the manifestation of her ingredients which are temporary like the foam like foam in the ocean in reality the temporary manifestations of material nature are originally caused by the spiritual glance of the lord let's read that again material nature has two different phases the aspect called pradhana supplies the material ingredients for cosmic development and the aspect called maya causes the manifestation of her ingredients which are temporary like foam in the ocean for example um foam what is foam 
Foam is nothing but liquid and air, water and air combined, right? The it's it's a it's a uh, uh, clusters of bubbles. What is bubble? If you if you analyze the foam, it is nothing but clusters of bubbles. And if you analyze that one bubble in that cluster, what is a bubble? It is air encapsulated by water. So basically, this um, bubble is a word for nothing but a manifestation of the ingredients of water and air. When they come together in a certain way, that is called a bubble. And when many bubbles come together, that's called foam. So in this way, the names, the nomenclatures, the shapes, the forms, they form, they happen, they manifest by just interactions between these three, I mean, these, these material elements, the primary material elements. Just like, for example, what is a brick? Um, earth, water mixed together and put in fire, I mean, in heat which is caused by fire and it becomes a brick. So in the beginning, it was just the elements, the earth, water and fire. And of course, air is also there and everything. So as the chief are the earth, water, fire. So when they come together, then form a brick. Then many big bricks form uh, together a wall. And then many walls make a building. Many buildings make a city. Um, many cities make a state, many states make a country, many countries make the a continent, many continents make this planet, many planets make the... So you see the, where it's going? So like that, all these different shapes are nothing but in, the, in their elementary forms, the basic ingredients only. So the Pradhana supplies the material ingredients for cosmic development and the aspect called Maya causes the manifestation of her ingredients which are temporary. Now a pot, now with the earth, water and fire, I can make a pot or a brick or whatever, but I can make that brick and tomorrow I can, you know, beat it and make it into again earth and then I can make it into a pot now. So the shapes, according to the shape, you know, it has different names, you see, according to its usage, according to its purpose, it assumes different names, but actually it's the same earth, water, fire. So similarly, for example, our body, if you burn this body, you know, you know, just, you may say some carbon comes out and whatever, the elementary elements that it's made of. But now, in this state, this body has many parts. It has a heart, it has a brain, it has a stomach, it has intestines, it has bones, it has blood vessels, you know, it has nerves. All these different names are there because of their functions. But they are nothing but earth, water, fire, air and ether. And mind, intelligence, false ego. When they are combined together, and according to their purpose, they are given certain names but their original like a wire a cable can connect like you see i'm looking at you i'm actually looking at a camera now this camera is connected to my uh, laptop here that's how this whole setup is now what is happening is my image is being transmitted and 
you are able to see me all this is happening that that's the purpose of the cable to do that but if you see the original ingredients of the cable it's just plastic and inside it's uh, copper and like that so not every copper like if i take a copper pot that copper pot cannot transmit the, the image from the camera onto the screen and what you can see so it has to have a certain so then it's called a cable so you get the point so these are temporary manifestations like foam in the ocean in reality the temporary manifestations of material nature are originally caused by the spiritual glance of the lord the personality of godhead is the direct or remote cause of creation and material nature is the indirect or immediate cause did you understand that the personality of godhead is the direct or remote cause of creation and material nature is the indirect or immediate cause the example is given i don't know whether it's mentioned here no so i'll just give the example what the vaishnava acharyas and what shri prabhupada has given the potter he makes a pot now the original cause of the pot is the potter but he is known as the remote cause why because the immediate cause of the pot is the potter's wheel the potter's wheel when it is turned then you know that that the pot is shaped from there so it looks like that potter's wheel is the immediate cause of that pot but it's an indirect cause it's not the direct cause because although it's the immediate cause it's not the direct cause is the indirect cause the original cause is the potter who had actually planned to create that pot and he has employed that potter's wheel that wheel to make that pot the, the wheel is an instrument in the creation of the pot and the performer of the whole activity is the potter so in the same way the supreme lord is the direct or the remote cause remote cause means looking at from the level of the effect cause and effect right the pot is the effect from the effect the pot the immediate next the, the previous stage is the potter's wheel so that is the cause of the pot the cause of the potter's wheel is the potter you see so from the pot it is a more remote cause it's more not immediately seen more remote you know but actually that is the original cause from us from our point of view from the pot's point of view or oh, the potter is far away it's a remote cause but actually he is the direct cause uh, and the direct cause may employ many instruments in the in the in the creation of that product for example uh, apple like if you have an iphone like i am having an ipad which i am showing the screen here now the cause of this ipad is you know i can say steve jobs or now it's tim cook who is the um who's the head of the apple company he is the direct cause but from from the consumer's point of view tim cook is the farthest thing i would think of when i have an ipad what i think is i bought it from an apple store or i bought it from this website which seemed to be the direct cause uh from where this apple i mean this ipad has come 
so like that but the original cause is the the decision maker who actually started the whole process and he has employed these different stages in the chain which eventually get that product in our hands so that is how we have to understand this um the personality of godhead is the sorry is the direct <clears throat> or remote cause of creation and material nature is the indirect or immediate cause so in other words the material nature is an instrument in the creation of the bodies of the of everything <clears throat> material scientists puffed up by the magical changes their so called inventions have brought about cannot see the real potency of godhead behind matter see they have brought some magical changes by the so called inventions like we are able to talk live and you know we are having this session because of their invention of the scientists and technologists but even though they have done such wonderful things they cannot see the real potency of godhead behind matter therefore the jugglery of science is gradually leading people to a godless civilization at the cost of the goal of human life having missed the goal of life materialists run after self sufficiency not knowing that material nature is already self sufficient by the grace of god thus creating a colossal hoax in the name of civilization they create an imbalance in the natural self sufficiency of material nature this is so important today companies like spacex and i think even jeff bezos is coming out with some kind of a space space agency company so elon musk has already done the spacex and of course we have the nasa and now i heard what is the latest i heard the jeff bezos the amazon owner he's also coming with coming up with some kind of a this thing and the whole to justify their so called space explorations what they are saying is that what we are doing in this matter of space exploration is a huge uh need it's actually what they're doing is complete uh waste of money and just playing with the whole thing but they they think and they project it and they present it to us as a great need they want to what is the need they say oh our our planet is being overpopulated and it is not no more sustainable it will not be no any more sustainable um to house all the human beings on this planet in the future and because of that we need to find more places where we can inhabit so that we can ease the pressure on this planet you know that's the whole idea so they are saying that to make ourselves self sufficient we need more space to occupy this planet cannot serve all our needs in the future anymore we will outgrow this planet we will we will have to need to you know explore other planets and without waiting for such a time to happen we have to start now because there will be so many trials and you know experiments which may fail in the mean in the course of time and to be able to succeed it will take many years decades centuries maybe that's their whole plan that's how they are pitching it to us but here it's very nicely explained 
You see, therefore, the jugglery of science is gradually leading people to a godless civilization at the cost of the goal of human life. Having missed the goal of life, materialists run after self-sufficiency, not knowing that material nature is already self-sufficient by the grace of God, thus creating a colossal hoax in the name of civilization. They create an imbalance in the natural self-sufficiency of material nature. Beautifully put. To think of material nature as all in all, not knowing the original cause, is ignorance. Lord Chaitanya appeared in order to dissipate this darkness of ignorance by igniting the spark of spiritual life that can, by his causeless mercy, enlighten the entire world. To explain how Maya acts by Krishna's power, the author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita gives the analogy of an iron rod in a fire. Although the rod is not fire, it becomes red hot and acts like fire itself. Similarly, all the actions and reactions of material nature are not actually the work of material nature, but are actions and reactions of the energy of the Supreme Lord manifested through matter. The power of electricity is transmitted through the medium of copper, but this does not mean that the copper is electricity. The power is generated at a powerhouse under the control of an expert living being. Similarly, behind all the jugglery of the natural laws is a great living being, who is a person like the mechanical engineer in the powerhouse. It is by his intelligence that the entire cosmic creation moves in a systematic way. Now the copper is a medium through which electricity is passed, the energy is passed, but copper itself is not that energy. Copper itself does not make uh, a fan rotate, no. It's the electricity and the whole powerhouse and the entire power grid and, and the whole arrangement and the power point and the switchboards and everything. These are um, the facilities that are already given and then if we plug it and if of course the appliance, whatever you are using it, if it is designed in such a way that it takes advantage of that facility of energy that is being supplied by the powerhouse then it can perform in any way that it is intended to. So, although the cable, the power cable has copper in it, the copper is not making it uh, power. Um, it, it, is, it is not powering the appliance. The electricity is, and copper is just a medium. Uh, similarly, the material nature is just a medium of expression of the power of or the energy of the Lord. It is by his intelligence that the entire cosmic creation moves in a systematic way. The modes of nature which directly cause material actions <coughs> are also originally activated by Narayana. A simple analogy will explain how this is so. Yeah, here is the example. When a potter manufactures a pot from clay, the potter's wheel, his tools and the clay are the immediate causes of the pot. But the potter is the chief cause. Similarly, Narayana is the chief cause of all material creations and the material energy supplies the ingredients of matter. Therefore, without Narayana, all other causes are useless. Just as the potter's wheel and tools are useless without the potter himself. Since materialistic scientists ignore the personality of Godhead, it is as if they were concerned with the potter's wheel and its rotation, the potter's tools and the ingredients for the pots, but had no knowledge of the potter himself. This is so 
apt <laughs> the scientists are think, you know trying to understand how this planets are rotating and the universe is expanding and the laws of physics it is to, it is like trying to understand what is the law what is the equation for the moving of the potter's wheel the equation is there you look at the potter he is the person who is moving that wheel that's it whatever force he is putting that is the force that the wheel is expressing and the pot is coming out that is a simple explanation they are trying to calculate you know oh it is this way it is that way but the potter can always change the speed of the wheel he can always do anything he wants he can stop the wheel at any time but they say oh the, because they only have a very small sample that they observe a small sample of space and a small sample of time that they have and in that time whatever they see they think that is the law and thus they formulate so many laws like if i am seeing the potter's wheel moving at say uh, 60 rotations per minute say one rotation per second huh? so rpm rotations per minute so 60 rpm if it is rotating oh the, then i say okay this is the law like you know that gravitational acceleration what is that 9.8 meters uh, per second square you see that is the acceleration so this law we have come up with gravitation it's what we are observing at this in this sample of time he can always change it the lord so these laws of physics are nothing but we are looking at the pot uh, potter's wheel and trying to deduce something from it but the magic is not in the potter's wheel it's in the potter that's what the materialistic scientists are unable to understand or uh, that's where they fail they don't put in any effort to understand that there's actually a person behind this whole thing hmm. since materialistic scientists ignore the personality of god it is as if they were concerned with the potter's wheel and its rotation the potter's tools and the ingredients for the pot but had no knowledge of the potter himself therefore modern science has created an imperfect godless civilization that is in gross ignorance of the ultimate cause scientific advancement should have a great goal to attain and that great goal should be the personality of godhead first of all our science has no goal they say just explore and see where it goes you know where to even go but we have to know the goal otherwise we don't know where we are going Uh, and they think it is advancement because we're, they're doing something. They think that is advancement. Like for example, if you are in a forest, suppose, and you're lost, you don't know where, which way is out of the forest, which way is inside the forest. You don't know. Now, just because you are moving, it is not advancement. Maybe you are going deeper into the forest. Who knows? How do you know that which way is out and which way is in and which way is danger? Maybe this way I am going nearer to the. uh you know the den of the lion or something maybe and uh, this way maybe i'm going out of the forest or this way i'm going maybe to a reservoir of a lake or something i don't know where i'm heading so in fact um in the same way i mean this is a very crude example but similarly if we don't know where is outside of this material world or what is actually to be done what is the aim of human life first of all all our endeavors are just like you know moving like a vagabond you know without any aim and you know like what are we doing 
The great goal should be the personality of Godhead. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said that after conducting research for many, many births, great men of knowledge who stress the importance of experimental thought can know the personality of Godhead who is the cause of all causes. What is that verse? 7.19 Bahunam janmanamante jnanavan maam prapadyate After many, many births of experimentation, they may come to the point of Surrendering to the Supreme Lord. Not because that their experiments became successful, but because they were shown some mercy by a pure devotee. If they are sincerely searching, if they are trying to research sincerely, then the Lord will see that and He will send a pure devotee and that pure devotee will, um, you know, answer all the uh, questions that a person may have. And in that way, convince him of the presence of the personality of Godhead. In this way, we advance. It is not that because of our experimentation, we found out the answer. No. The Lord sees our sincerity of purpose and he awards us the association of a pure devotee if he thinks that we deserve it. So, um, when one knows him perfectly, one surrenders unto him and then becomes a Mahatma. So we have reached almost two hours into the class. I think we will stop here. Let's see. What is the scope of this verse explanation? Give me a second. Hmm. 51 through 92. Wow. So, until 92nd verse, this is the 9th. And I don't know, any long, long purports? Let's see, we'll go a little further. A little further and then we will see. If we can cover this entire verse. If we can't, then we will stop somewhere in the middle. Right? So, coming back. Vaikuntha bediya eka ache jalanidhi Ananta aparatara nahika avidhi Surrounding Vaikuntha is a mass of water that is endless. Surrounding Vaikuntha, you know, in all sides looks like, is a mass of water that is endless, unfathomed and unlimited. Vaikunthera prithviyadi sakala chinmai the earth, water, fire, air and ether of Vaikuntha are all spiritual. Material elements are not found there. That's why it's called Chintamani Prakarasadma Sukalpa Priksha. Chinmaya Jalashe Paramakaran Jara Eka Karna Ganga Patita Pavan The water of the Karana Ocean which is the original cause is therefore spiritual. The sacred Ganges which is but a drop of it purifies the fallen souls. So the water in the Karana Ocean is actually spiritual because the water of the Vaikuntha Dham and the land and everything is spiritual. It's not material. So that water is dripping into this universe as Ganga. But it, to us, it appears like ordinary water. Hmm. But um, it is not ordinary water. Just like the holy name of Krishna, it's non-different from Krishna. 
but to us it appears like a normal sound this is the lord's mercy that he is making himself accessible to us in ways which we can perceive and which we can you know uh, come in contact with him with our even with our material senses even the deity form is like that he is all spiritual but he has taken on a form in a stone or wood or you know paint or you know in that way sand sometimes so eight kinds of deities are there um so all these are representations of the lord and the lord has taken on these forms so that we can relate with him we can serve him he has taken on a form in the name of a holy name which we can vibrate although the sound in the spiritual world is spiritual sound that's why the shabda brahma it is called it's not ordinary shabda shabda brahma brahma means spiritual spiritual sound um so the vedic literature is spiritual sound apaurusheya so there is a proper understanding so the ganga is also spiritual water but it is made available to us as if it is like material water so these things these are all very um transcendental secrets that we cannot like even tulsi plant for example how can a pure devotee like once this question was asked by one devotee to shri prabhupad is the tulsi plant in each plant a separate soul or is it one soul uh, the tulsi maharani who is uh, manifesting herself in different different plants because by right each grass is actually a different soul isn't it each plant is a different soul so one devotee asked like this so prabhupad said it's one tulsi maharani she is manifesting herself in different different plants in thousands and millions of plants so this we can't understand we can't verify this with science right everything even even spiritual knowledge for example like we know each and every plant is a different soul but tulsi is different tulsi is different and it looks like any other plant like plant is growing and you know everything you know so it, it looks like any other plant so this is again the mercy mercy means we can access the service of a pure devotee in the form of tulsi maharani and so the lord has given us his service and the service to his devotees uh, so that we can contact him even through our material senses although otherwise we cannot actually touch him with our material senses hmm शेतकारण his glance over maya so he is the first incarnation incarnation means avatar means one who descends from the spiritual world to the material world avatar avatar means one who ascends avatar means one who descends so avatar means incarnation means one who descends into this material world for a purpose like we descended into this material world also but we are not called avatar although we did actually actually descend we fell down <laughs> there is one thing like you climb down the staircase and there is other thing where you actually fall down the staircase so we are the second type we fell down we did not descend out of our own choice we fell down 
but the lord descends and that's why he is called avatar he came by his own will <laughs> we tumbled on the circus and fell down so he is purusha first purusha and then there are three purusha avatars first purusha is the karunadakshaya vishnu second purusha is garbhadakshaya vishnu third purusha is kshirodakshaya vishnu maya shakti rahe karan abdhir bahire karan samudra maya parashitenare maya shakti resides outside the karan ocean maya cannot touch its waters shaita mayar dui vidha shaita mayar dui vidha avasthiti jagater upadana pradhana prakriti oh we have a long purport here maya has two varieties of existence one is called pradhana or prakriti it supplies the ingredients of the material world maya the external energy purport maya the external energy of the supreme personality of godhead is divided into two parts maya is born the cause of the sorry ma, sorry maya is both the cause of the cosmic manifestation and the agent who supplies its ingredients as the cause of the cosmic manifestation she is known as maya and as the agent supplying the ingredients of the cosmic manifestation she is known as pradhana an explicit description of these divisions of the external energy is given in shrimad bhagavatam 11.24.1 through 4 elsewhere in shrimad bhagavatam 10.63.26 the ingredients and cause of material cosmic manifestations manifestation are described as follows so before we go further we go to 11.24.1 shri bhagavan vacha atha te sampravakshyami sankhyam purvair vinishchitam yad vijnaya pumansadyo jahyad vikalpikam bhramam lord shri krishna said now i shall describe to you the science of sankhya which has been perfectly established by ancient authorities by understanding the science a person can immediately give up the illusion of material duality asi gyanam atho artha ekam eva vikalpitam yada viveka nipuna adau krita yuge yuge Originally during the Krita Yuga where all men were very expert in spiritual discrimination and also previous to that during the period of annihilation the seer existed alone non different from the seen object Tanmaya phala rupena kevalam nirvikalpitam vanmano gocharam satyam dvidhasambhavat brihat dvidhasambhavat brihat that one absolute truth remaining free from material dualities and inaccessible to ordinary speech and mind divided himself into two categories the material nature and living entities who are trying to enjoy the manifestations of that nature hmm divided himself means now the original is gone no the division when krishna divides himself om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate so this is how we have to understand when he divided himself means tayorekataro hyarthah prakritih sobhayatmika gyanam tvan anyatamo bhava purushasso bhidhiyate of these two categories of manifestation one is material nature which embodies both the subtle causes and manifests products of matter the other is the conscious living entity designated as the enjoyer according to shri jeeva goswami prakriti here refers to the subtle pradhanam which later becomes manifest as mahatatva okay so these are the four verses in divisions of the external energy elsewhere in the shrimad bhagavatam 10.63.26 the ingredients and the cause of the material cosmic manifestation are described as follows 
ಸೋಲ್ as well as the 11 senses and five elements earth water fire air and ether which are the 16 ingredients of the body these are the ingredient ingredient aspects of ma- aspect of maya the body is generated from activity and the activity is generated from the body just as a tree is generated from a seed and sorry just as a tree is generated from a seed that is generated from a tree wow very nice very very nice This reciprocal cause and effect is called Maya. My dear Lord, you can save me from the cycle of cause and effect. I worship your lotus feet. <laughs> What a nice explanation, huh? The body is generated from activity and activity is generated from the body. So true, right? Now what actions we are performing, we are doing with the body. And these actions are creating our next body. And with that body, we will create another actions, set of actions. and those set of actions create another body reciprocal cause and effect although the living entity is primarily related to the causal portion portion of maya he is nevertheless conducted by the ingredients of maya knowledge desire and activity sorry three forces work in the causal portion of maya knowledge desire and activity what is that gyana um bala and kriya gyana bala kriya the material ingredients are a manifestation of maya as pradhana actually this gyana bala kriya we can go into another um rabbit hole of explanation everything that we do requires gyana bala and kriya we need to have awareness of what we need to do suppose for a business for example we need to do some market research we need to do some we need to have some knowledge of what we're getting into and we should have some know how of how to do things and then bala next gyan once we have gyana then bala is important just by having gyana is not enough we need to have the wherewithal to actually um, manifest that gyana into something tangible for example i need capital i can have a good idea but if i have no capital i cannot so i have i need to have the bala the strength the wherewithal to actually put it into uh, manifestation and even if i ha- i do have the capital and the knowledge if i don't put in activity endeavor it's not going to happen so i have to have three in for any action to um happen there has to be gyana bala and kriya so knowledge facility or the capacity and then the endeavor gyana bala kriya so but we have to actually consciously put our gyana bala kriya 
into every single thing that we do. But Krishna's energies are so multifarious. Parasa Shakti Vividhaiva Shruyate Swabhaviki Jnana Balakriyacha. This is the Upanishad saying. I think uh, if you go to Bhagavad Gita 2.22, right? Sorry, this session is a bit long today. No, no, no. Not this, not this. Swabhaviki. 322. All right. Not 222. This is from... Where is this? Shvetashvatara Upanishad 6.7 and 8. Tamishwaranam Paramam Maheshwaram Tam Devatanam Paramam Chadaivatam Patim Patinam Paramam Parastad Vidama Devam Bhuvanesham Idiam Natasya Karyam Karanam Chavidyate Natat Samascha Bhadikas Chadrishate Parasishaktir Vividhaiva Shruyate Swabhaviki Jnana Bala Kriyacha Jnana Bala and Kriya. So we'll just look at that last part. His potencies are multifarious and thus his deeds are automatically performed as a natural sequence. So our deeds are not, not performed naturally. Some of them are naturally performed. For example, our heartbeat and our digestive system. We are not really sitting there and endeavoring to digest. No, it's happening. But how is happening? Because of the Lord again. Because of the Lord, the heart is beating. They say involuntary muscles. What is involuntary muscles? You have spasm or what? You have a problem. You know, you have a spasm. That's called involuntary muscle. You know, in, you're not voluntarily moving, but it's just moving, you know, on its own. Like some kind of a disorder, spasm. So our, our heartbeat is not a spasm, a disorder. It's performing a very particular function. So what is involuntary muscles? This is atheistic explanation in science, biology. This is... Voluntary muscle, voluntarily moved by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when he voluntarily wants to stop it, the heart will stop. And will have a heart arrest, cardiac arrest and will die. Understand? That is, that is what is called, so-called automatic. It is completely under the control of the Lord. Hmm. There is no, no such thing as involuntary. Involuntary means I am an idiot. I'm, I don't know what is the fact. Who is actually moving? I am not moving it. So that is why it's involuntary to me, but somebody else must be moving it. That's the next thing. Suppose, you know, if, if um, uh, for example, uh, what is a good example? Like in, in my, like suppose I am sitting here, I have, a, I have a bottle here, right? Water bottle. Now, if I am not moving this bottle and it's just bottle is moving by itself, there must be somebody who is moving it. Right? Either another person in the room or a ghost. Ghost is also a person. That's why sometimes, you know, ghosts, they move things. You know, I have seen a video. This is a person who came to our temple. He actually is a security guard in a big Istana. Istana is actually the government's um, office. You know, they have... It's a big palace actually if you go to Orchard Road which is like one of the busiest roads in Singapore then you can see the entrance to the Istana which is a big sprawling place you know compound with like palatial buildings it used to be the 
palace of you know during the british rule anyway still used as an office and sometimes you know not sometimes most of the time but there there used to be this um, security officer who who came to our temple a few times and he used to guard that place at night and bizarre things used to happen absolutely bizarre you can't even explain and he and that at that time the smartphones just came into um, you know existence and it was 2008 2009 i remember and this person showed us a video on his phone which he took as he was patrolling in the night and the chair just flies all the way and hits the wall what like nobody is there nobody and the curtains are just flying and then things are just moving and it was so eerie you know so when when it's not moved by me if if it is moving then somebody else must be moving it that's what i'm getting at to is um involuntary muscles so who is that moving in my heart is a ghost or what no paramatma is not a ghost um so that is involuntary is voluntarily done by somebody else not by me that's like the chair is moving flying over it's not voluntarily thrown by this person who but somebody else must be doing it it's not involuntarily moving by itself that's useless to say that and there was no wind by the way there was no wind to do it <clears throat> okay anyway since everything is in full opulence in the personality of godhead and is existing in full truth there is no duty for the supreme personality of godhead to perform he has nothing to achieve nothing to he has no obligation duty means there is an obligation i have to fulfill that obligation that's my duty but he is not obliged to anyone but of course he makes himself obliged to his devotees that's his own choice um but in his original position he is not obliged to anything or anyone so that's why he has no duty one who must receive the results of work has some designated duty but one who has nothing to achieve within the three planetary systems certainly has no duty and yet lord krishna is engaged on the battlefield of kurukshetra as the leader of the kshatriyas because the kshatriyas are duty bound to give protection to the distressed although he is above all the regulations of the revealed scriptures he does not do anything that violates the revealed scriptures in order to show as example and that is explained in the uh, this this you know 321 so anyway going back to that uh, purport <clears throat> although the living entity is primarily related to the causal portion of maya he is nevertheless conducted by the ingredients of maya three forces work in cause in the causal portion of maya knowledge desire and activity the material ingredients are a manifestation of maya as pradhana in other words when the three qualities of maya are in a dormant stage they they exist as prakriti avyakta or pradhana the word avyakta referring to the non manifested is another name of pradhana in the avyakta stage material nature is without varieties varieties are manifested by the pradhana portion of maya the word pradhana is therefore more important than avyakta or prakriti anyway if it is too confusing just don't worry about it pradhana and prakriti so pradhana is the ingrediential cause prakriti is the manifested you know whatever you see just like the earth and the pot and the brick the earth is the ingrediential cause and then the you know all this but in all cases you need a potter you need somebody who makes the bricks it's not that the earth water fire and come together and make a form a brick by themselves no 
जगत कारण ना है प्रकृति जड़ रूपा शक्ति संचारी या तारे कृष्ण करे कृपा बिकॉज प्रकृति इज डल एंड इनर्ट इट कैनॉट एक्चुअली बी द कॉज ऑफ द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड बट लॉर्ड कृष्ण शोज हिज मर्सी बाई इन्फ्यूजिंग हिज एनर्जी इन टू द डल इनर्ट मेटीरियल नेचर कृष्ण शक्ति प्रकृति हो गौण कारण अग्निशक्ति लौह जैसे दस प्रकृति बाय द एनर्जी ऑफ लॉर्ड कृष्ण बिकम्स सेकेंडरी कॉज जस्ट एज आयन बिकम्स रेड हॉट बाय द एनर्जी ऑफ फायर गौण इनडायरेक्ट अतएव कृष्ण मूल जगत कारण प्रकृति कारण जैसे अजागल स्तन लॉर्ड कृष्ण इज द कॉस ओरिजिनल कॉज ऑफ द कॉस्मिक मैनिफेस्टेशन प्रकृति इज लाइक द निपल्स ऑन द नेक ऑफ अ गोट फॉर दे कैनॉट गिव एनी मिल्क यू नो द गोट इफ यू सीन दे हैव टू ढैंगलिंग यू नो लाइक अडर लाइक दैट द गोट अजगल स्तन अजागल स्तन अजा मीन्स गोट गल मीन्स नेक Stana means nipples or breast, but it looks like udder, but they don't give it any milk. <coughs> so in other words, it is said like that because the nipples, the udder looks like a source of milk, but they are not. Similarly, the material nature looks like uh, the source of everything, the nature they say, but it's like the nipples of a goat. They don't actually. produce any milk purport the external energy composed of pradhan or prakriti as the ingredient supplying portion and maya as the causal portion is known as maya shakti inert material nature is not the actual cause of the material manifestation for karanarnavashai mahavishnu the plenary plenary expansion of krishna activates all the ingredients actually if you see the third canto very very great detail is given in how each and every material element ether some what is that um, air uh, fire water earth are step by step activated by the supreme lord that whole detail is given in the third canto you can go and read i think that's too long for now this is getting very late but you can go and read i think uh chapter let's see if we can quickly point to the chapter where you can go and see that third canto index you see calculation of time from the atom uh it is somewhere here divisions of the yeah divisions of the creation i think this is where it is chapter 3 text 10 i guess you will get it somewhere here same um i mean you can go and experiment here um yeah it's either in it's not 311 definitely i think it's 310 i think i may be wrong but i'm most probably i'm i'm right S- understanding material nature yeah i don't know if i'm anyway you can go and check yeah i'm quickly go back to that purport again 
material nature is like okay no, let me go back to that yeah it is in this way that material nature has the power to supply the ingredients how because the material manifestation inert material nature is not the actual cause karanarnavashaya or mahavishnu he activates all the ingredients in this way material nature has the power to supply the ingredients just like copper has the power to supply electricity not because of its own thing it's a medium only the analogy given is that iron has no power to heat or burn but after coming in contact with fire the iron becomes red hot and can then diffuse heat and burn other things so in what is happening here is the iron is becoming a medium to transfer the heat of the fire and it is uh giving that effect of fire by just being a medium of that fire and can then diffuse heat and burn other things the material nature is like iron for it has no independence to act without the touch of vishnu who is compared to fire lord vishnu activates material nature by the power of his glance and then the iron like material nature becomes a material supplying agent just as iron made red hot becomes a burning agent material nature cannot independently become an agent for supplying the material ingredients this is more clearly explained by shri kapiladev in incarnation of godhead in shrimad bhagavatam 32840 yathol mukad visphulinga dhumadvapi svasambhavat apyatmatvena bhidmata yat i lost it apyat ंगय The flaming wood is nevertheless different from the fire and the smoke is different from the flaming wood. The material elements earth, water, fire etc are like smoke. The living entities are like sparks and material nature as pradhan is like the flaming wood. But all of them together are recipients of power from the supreme personality of godhead and are thus able to manifest their individual capacities. In other words, the supreme personality of godhead is the origin of all manifestations. material nature can supply only when it is activated by the glance of the <coughs> supreme personality of godhead just as a woman can deliver a child after being impregnated by the semen of a man so material nature can supply the material elements after being glanced upon by mahavishnu therefore pradhan cannot be independent of the superintendence of the supreme personality of godhead just like a woman cannot independently produce a child but in the case of matter the woman cannot independently produce a child and the man with his semen cannot independently produce a child also so the man is dependent on the woman woman is dependent on the man here but in the case of krishna though the material nature is dependent on him but he actually is not dependent on the material nature and he proved that uh, by manifesting brahma for example brahma came forth and he is called swayambhu because he was self born why what does it mean by self born because he did not have any mother lakshmi ji was massaging the lord's lotus feet but he she did not have any intercourse and brahma did not take birth from her womb 
the navel from the navel of maha i mean garbhodaka shay vishnu the navel i mean the lotus sprouted and from the lotus brahma came so he does not need a woman to give birth but material nature requires the lord to glance upon her and agitate her hmm. but in this world the woman cannot produce a child on her own and the man also cannot produce a child on his own both have to combine hmm. that is the interdependency in this material world whereas the lord is swarat he is not dependent on anything therefore pradhan cannot be independent of the superintendence of the supreme personality of godhead so that's why we have to be very careful in understanding that it is not that the lord is decapacitated when there is no maya oh he cannot do without maya because he can only impregnate but the maya has to give all the ingredients but where the maya is getting the ingredients from from the lord only hmm. and the lord can do without maya also and in the spiritual world there is no maya and the lord is doing everything everybody is there and he is having full activities going on without any maya so that's how we have to understand he is swarat this is confirmed therefore pradhan cannot be independent of the superintendence of the supreme personality of godhead this is confirmed in the bhagavad gita 910 maya adhyakshena prakriti suyate sacharacharam prakriti the total material energy works under the superintendence of the lord the original source of the material elements is krishna therefore the attempt of the atheistic sankhya philosophers to consider material nature the source of these elements forgetting krishna is useless like trying to get milk from the nipple like bumps of skin hanging on the neck of a goat see this is what the scientists are doing trying to milk a goat's neck nipples they will never get anything out of it माया अंशे कहे तारे निमित्त कारण शेह न हे जाते करता हे तो नारायण द माया एस्पेक्ट ऑफ मेटीरियल नेचर इज द इमीडिएट कॉज ऑफ द कॉस्मिक मैनिफेस्टेशन बट इट कैनॉट बी द रियल कॉज फॉर द ओरिजिनल कॉज इज लॉर्ड नारायण घटेर निमित्त हे तो जय छे कुंभ कार तय छे जगतेर करता पुरुष अवतार दिस इज द पॉट एग्जाम्पल जस्ट एज द ओरिजिनल कॉज ऑफ एन अर्दन पॉट इज द पॉटर So the creator of the material world is the first purusha incarnation Karanarnavashai Vishnu. Karanodukashai Vishnu and Karanarnavashai is the same thing. Arnava means ocean and Udaka means water or ocean. So it is the same thing basically. Krishna karta maya tarakarena sahai ghatera karana chakra dandadi upai Lord Krishna is the creator and Maya only helps him as an instrument just like the potter's wheel and the other instruments which are the instrumental causes of a pot but again the same thing interdependency the potter without the instruments cannot make the pot but the lord without any instrument he can make but he chooses to use this as an instrument he is not dependent on the instrument uh, just by thinking he can make so many anything happen just by his thinking hmm. just by his breathing material universe are coming out with does anybody breathe without i mean about i mean does anybody breathe thinking about it no only when you are so called nowadays is you know this yoga or they you know try to observe the inhale and the exhalation inhalation and all these things 
but actually we breathe without even thinking right so without thinking the lord is already creating just by his breathing forget about thinking just by his breathing he is creating and destroying so he does not need any ingredients so if he needs and if he wants to use any ingredients he will create those ingredients <laughs> and with those ingredients he will create the uh, whatever he wants to create of course the potter's wheel is also created by the potter uh, you see uh, but without the instrument he cannot create the pot but in the case of krishna he can create the pot without the potter's wheel also but he chooses to go this way but he can go any other way also see <clears throat> that's why we should be careful not to impose the rule of compulsion on the lord that means he, he there's no compulsion for him oh he has to do it this way no he can do it anyway like for example like good example is milk milk is produced from the udder of the cow for example but there is a milk ocean that we always learn about right hear about where did that ocean of milk come from how many cows must have produced that uh, milk milk can exist without the cow also that is the thing we don't know how to do it like there is ocean of milk ocean of yogurt are how to make yogurt unless you put some kind of a, you know sour substance into the milk then it becomes yogurt who put it all the sour substance and then make it yogurt that's what we think for example same way salt water if you mix salt in the water only it becomes salty water ah, then how who mixed the salt in the water in the ocean the lord mixed similarly milk as far as we know can come from only from a cow but in the ocean of milk where the where that milk is coming from kamadhen or whoever surabhi cows in the spiritual world there are surabhi cows giving unlimited milk uh, but there is no need that milk has to come from a cow there is sweet water ocean sugarcane i mean uh, uh, ocean where you, here we can understand the sugarcane comes from the sugarcane plant and then we squeeze it when we then we become then we can get the sugar water syrup but how do, how is that how many sugarcane plants see the thing is it can happen without this also that's the thing the compulsion does not exist in the lord the lord can do it any way that we cannot even imagine you see hmm. liquor there is a ocean of liquor that is explained in the shastra liquor we know is only made from you know when you ferment some you know rice or whatever coconut or whatever who has fermented <laughs> again we are calculating in our own way but we accept it as if salt water is the, is like a default because it's already there so for those planets where sugar water is there as the ocean they accept it as default they don't say who who how to actually mix all the salt and water together or sugar and water no so in that way we have to understand the lord is not dependent on the instrument yeah this another good example is in the bhagavad gita nimitta matram bhavasavya sachin he told arjuna you know um 
in the case of um, what is that uh, in the battlefield of kurukshetra he said all of them whether you fight or not arjuna they are not going back home they have to be killed in this battle that is my plan and it will be done whichever way you become an instrument in my plan and thus be blessed that is what we have to do just like chaitanya mahaprabhu said this movement will go on every nook and corner of the world we have to become an instrument in his plan but it's not that if we don't become instruments it will not happen it will happen krishna will implement his own instruments or he will come himself whatever he will do but if we participate in such plan of the lord then we become blessed by the lord and we become advanced in our spirits that is a service to us it's an opportunity of service when there is a seeming lack of facilities like for example now shri prabhupada's movement uh, is misinterpreted and you know it's like even among the iskon devotees for example they don't understand how prabhupada wanted initiations to be done and for us followers of the ritvik system we have you know it's like oh there is a big gap to full uh, gap to fill oh we have to educate the masses about the order of shri prabhupada that seeming need is not that the lord is in need of our help therefore we have to do that no that seeming need is the lord's way of inducing us to serve him like the deity he is standing please dress me so he is giving us an opportunity to dress him but he is the supplier of all clothes that even we are wearing otherwise we don't have dress to wear <laughs> if he does not supply the cotton and everything right so he is dressing us uh, through his energies through his maya through his through his material potencies he is producing the you know uh, ingredients for the cloth and you know he is giving the intelligence for people to make it into cloth and you know everything you now we are wearing now that same lord gives us an intelligence on how to dress him and by dressing him we get the service chance to serve him so he is just standing there like a helpless person oh please dress me i, I don't know how to dress myself so when the lord or his devotee requests us something help it is not a help it is actually mercy hmm. the lord does not need the demigods to manage different affairs of the material creation he can manage it everything alone even hiranyakashipu did it alone who is just a one ordinary soul he man- he managed the whole universe alone without any demigods what to speak of the supreme lord so even a demon would do that powerful demon so the lord does not need all these demigods but why are they there service gives them a chance to serve the lord similarly we should never think that we are doing a very important thing for the lord hey, without me the you know i preaching cannot go on no 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 we are fortunate to be in service that's all that's all we can be yeah दूर होते पुरुष करे दूर दूर होते पुरुष करे मायाते अवधान जीव रूप वीरता करे न आधान द फर्स्ट पुरुष कास्ट हिज ग्लांस एट माया फ्रॉम अ डिस्टेंस डिस्टेंस मीन्स वेरी वेरी फार एंड डज ही इम्प्रेग्नेट्स हर विद द सीड ऑफ लाइफ इन द फॉर्म ऑफ द लिविंग एंटिटीज एक अंगा भाषे करे मायाते मिलन माया होते जन्मे तबे ब्रह्मांडे रगन 
the reflected rays of his body mix with Maya and thus Maya gives birth to myriad universes. Ah, I think we'll stop here. Okay. 10 o'clock. Long purport. And we can stop here. We will continue from 66 onwards. Any questions? Ajanya Mataji is asking, Shiva also Swayambhuva. Lord is his father. Ah, no, Shiva came from the eyebrows of Brahma, but also there was no copulation. There was no sexual intercourse. He came from the I, I, from between the eyebrows of Lord Brahma and even Naradmuni is a Manasik Putra of Brahma he came from the mind of Brahma without so the Lord sometimes invests this is called Shakti Avesha uh, he invests his Shakti on uh, certain individuals and such individuals also can perform in very wonderful ways um, you know Big big sages also they have done they have done like the Vishwamitra created a planet how all this is possible so that's how we have to understand the Lord if we empower somebody then they can do oh, this is done uh, how the milk in the ocean remains fresh it won't be get spoiled <laughs> this is our this is our so frog brain we calculate the ocean according to the three three foot well that we are in. We think that you know milk spoils in this planet, so therefore milk spoils on all planets. What is that? No, <laughs> that's why it always remains fresh. Hmm. We cannot conceive how milk can remain fresh. Like just like we cannot conceive how can anybody live on the sun with the temperature that is there. But Krishna said, "I spoke on the sun planet nicely. I spoke in big nice discussion peacefully. We were having." Not that everybody was burning and then oh, big uh, the, what fire extinguisher were coming and then ding, 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 sirens were going on and we were discussing Bhagavad Gita in the meantime. <coughs> no. <coughs> no. We were peacefully discussing Bhagavad Gita. And then even Sun God passed down the knowledge to his son and all that. You know. So we can't imagine of how how life exists on other planets but it exists hmm. conditions are different only did the lord give give power to the demon of course the lord has to give power otherwise demon cannot work also why does the lord give power to a demon because he wanted that kind of thing and then he will be punished for that power also whatever misuse he did with that power he will be punished sufficiently Okay, I think that's the end of the questions. I think what is it? Kajal Mataji. Supreme Personality wants it that way. He wants us to rest at night perhaps. What is that? Uh, I don't know in which context was that. Sorry, I lost the context there. Okay, I think that's the end of the session. Thank you all very much. Nityananda Ram Ki Jai. Charitamrita ki jai, Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Anantakodi Vaishnavarind ki jai, Nithai Gaur Primanande, Hari Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.